Hello, my good friends. Thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode. Today's episode um, is taken from a very long conversation I had with a long-standing friend of mine, my musical director, Kevin Sutherland. He's a hugely talented guy. He's worked on all of my tours uh, in the early days, mostly just on keys, but very quickly he became my musical director and he has been for many years now. Now, it wasn't meant to be such a long conversation, but we hadn't met up in a while, so the inevitable happened and we spoke for about three hours. It was actually about three and a half hours. The bit of the conversation I thought I'd bring to you guys though is he told me a story about a few bands he created growing up. The name of the first band was Infinity and the name of his second band got him into a historic legal battle and one that made a very, very big difference to artists and musicians and probably their most important commercial possession, their name. So uh, I thought it was really interesting. I hope you do too. Let's get to it. The All right, so um, Liberty. Yeah. How long were you doing Liberty for? Liberty kind of started around 89. 80, 89? No, not about 88. I, you know, I had to literally go and find new musicians to join my band. I'd put out ads in what was known as Melody Maker at the time, the music newspaper. All right. And the NME. You were going for it. Yeah, it was, you know, it was just a long drawn out process but I was determined to find the right musicians so I would go to all the music shops in the West End and I would put notices like my little card up on the notice board looking for this musician and wait for the phone to ring there was no mobile at the time <laughs> and it was like you'd sit by the people phone. can't even imagine that yeah, right? everything a was a world long. with no mobile phone you have to wait before you speak to someone <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Everything was long-winded, but, yeah. you know, that was all we knew. So you didn't miss yeah. what you didn't know. So, oh, so that went on for a few years, from 88 yes. to... So I, you know, I, I finally found the collective of people that I, you know, wanted within about six months to a year. Then I started the process of rehearsing the band and I drove them absolutely crazy. Uh, why? Because of my my desire to get things perfect we'd have rehearsals once a week one main rehearsal every week at a rehearsal studio somewhere and um, this went on for precisely about a year and a half I made, a year and a half I made, once a week I made every week and rehearse for about a year and a half without any gigs so no, with no, no gigs no, no you're not you're not ready yet with no, no gigs not not ready yet Oh, no. wow. And I drove Hold them on. crazy. How were you paying for that then? From gigs? No, no, no. How were you paying for that? I was giving them hope and promise. <laughs> I, I think because instinctively they trusted me. They yeah. they knew that because they could hear it. We would record every rehearsal every week and nice. I would go home and then I would make copies of the tape cassette. There was no email then. I would go home and make buy tape cassettes and I would make copies on the tape cassette. But what I mean is all this cost, so the cost of tape cassettes, yeah. the rehearsal rooms, yeah. where, how? Um, From work? You're working and then paying no, for that or what? We weren't working and none of us were working. Oh, wow. You, you know, were, you were in. Parents helped us like with Oh, that's nice. And some kind of unemployment benefit or whatever nice, okay, at the time. All right. and out of You're that, putting it to work. And that little unemployment benefit, you just say, okay, right. Portion of that Priorities, um, the first five pound had to go for the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you said the first five pounds had to go. You see, for those listening, folks, <laughs> this is the Michael Jackson era, right? <laughs> this was all about the curly perm, yeah? <laughs> so. To have that shaggy, wet, curly perm was everything. That was like, the so glow. So glow. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't visit no one's house and put your head back on their chair because it's like, it's all over. But yeah, it would be like, a first five pound would have to go to, you know, the, the soul glow, the spray. Yeah. Or stay soft or whatever it was <laughs> at the time for the sheen and, and, yeah. and your wet look gel. And from there, it would be like, okay, got a rehearsal on Sunday. So I would literally put all the rest of my money that I had into the rehearsal studio. If someone else couldn't contribute, I just put all my money. That's where all my Committed. money went. Into like the band, the band, the band. Yeah. But I made them, as I said, rehearse for about a year and a half with no gigs. 
but they trusted because they could hear. Did anyone get frustrated and leave in that time? No, in that, they, they, yeah, they, they, they just stayed. They they stuck it out with me. Really they, good. They, they went the distance. That's why me. you were so good when you got on the yeah. scene, though. Uh, well, you know that's you know not for me to say. All I know is I just well gave, if gave it my all. If the yeah. if the numbers started changing and the yeah. you know the venue started working with you yeah. and negotiating, that means yeah. you're good. That yeah, means you're really we, good because we really put the effort into sharpen sharpen our skills and make sure that you know we were the real deal in that sense so when did liberty come to a close liberty has not come nice. to a close okay i mean let's backtrack a bit liberty started to to go from strength to strength and around 94 the guitarist in the band mr david lyle my music partner in the band yeah guitarist you know pr extraordinaire he was the kind of person that would not miss any trick to try and promote the band. Brilliant. It was a band of people that had so many different strong points, you nice. know, and he was our PR king at the time. Okay. And I remember David actually sent in one of our, or two of our tracks to uh, a competition at the time we then got notified that we've been narrowed down from about 2,300 and something bands to come down to what was the the Capital Radio at Euston Road at the time. Whoa. You know, to come to and play a head-to-head with another band that they've narrowed us down to. I know it was four bands that they narrowed it down to, over 2,300 bands. Wow. So you were good. Come on. Come on. Well, we got narrowed down. So we went down there and played out our head-to-head. And then I think it was between us and another band that they couldn't separate. I think they were more in the jazz vein. Okay. But we were kind of on that American funk R&B thing. So different beasts, but good quality. That's right. So they couldn't separate us. Basically, it was Capital Radio Coca-Cola Band of the Year. That's what we became. Okay. We became known as Capital Radio Coca-Cola Band. Band of the Year. Yeah. Okay. And then they put us out on the road with Wet, Wet, Wet. Whoa, whoa, that's big stuff. And that is when our journey of playing arenas started. I remember coming home. That must have felt good. At that time, no one saw limos in this country at the time. And I remember um, that, that day for the first concert, this blacked out, dark grey, very sleek looking stretch of Lincoln pulled up outside my house and then this driver stepped out with dark glasses on, hat and cap, knocked on my door and then all my neighbours were looking out Uh thinking what's going on here and it was just surreal. Yeah. Totally broke. Yeah. (laughs) Getting into a stretch Lincoln. (laughs) But, But, the lifestyle was starting to, to manifest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the label was Chrysalis and I think okay. it was Time Out magazine and a few other well, well-known publications and stuff at the time really got behind us, you know, and then that really kind of catapulted out our journey into that commercial pop scene yeah, yeah, yeah. where we were just really gaining that recognition. Amazing, yeah. So obviously when a band on TV... Mm-hmm turns up with a similar name yes. did that did that cause any disruption for you like i don't know liberty liberty who are they booking are they booking you are they booking someone else okay so this is the story one day um i i, I woke up one morning <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> and i went downstairs and you know got my snap crackle and pop out yeah you know sitting there eating you know my breakfast and i was watching what was then the early version of This Morning, Good Morning Britain. Okay, Good Morning Britain. TVAM yeah, yeah, or something TVA, like that. Right? That's right. And then all of a sudden, I hear them announce, yes, now we have the new V2 sign-in, blah, 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 under the, you know, Richard Branson's label. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we now have the V2 sign-in, Liberty. And I was like, huh? I'll do a minute. I'm not sorry, where do we put the deal through? <laughs> I'm thinking, unless it's my imagination or something of the past how many years of my life been deleted. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what's going on here? And then I started to get phone calls saying, 
Kev, Kev, congratulations. Not even that. It's like, Kev, are you, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this. And it was like, oh gosh. Yeah. So we had to hold a band meeting to discuss, you know, what's, how did this happen? What's going on here? What are we going to do? Yeah. And I decided that I had to start um, writing some letters okay. to their label. So your band was obviously called Liberty, mm. working since 1988, mm-hmm. uh, doing their stuff now, mm. going to Wembley, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then you turned on the TV one morning to see yeah. another band called yeah. Liberty uh, being congratulated on signing to yes, right. Richard Branson's label. Yes, right. Okay. Yeah. So th- the thing is now, at this point, what, what I forgot to mention yeah. retrospectively is that in around 1992, we signed our first deal and we had our first album out distributed through EMI and we had an American label behind us based in LA. So we weren't just a band playing live now. Yeah. We were a commercial recording band now. Yeah, yeah, you're we, selling stuff. So yeah, yeah, we had product in what was then Tower Records, HMV, even Virgin Records. Okay. And not just only in the UK, we had product out in America, Canada, Benelux countries. So fast forward now, when I'm seeing there is this band using our commercial trading name. Yeah, yeah. And I can see that they've got a campaign that's about to get started. And Would they, were, under normal circumstances, like would they have had to do a search to find that? Or would they, you know, what I mean is, would they, like for instance, obviously I'm Lamar. Mm-hmm. There's Kendrick Lamar. Yes. You would have had to put Kendrick before it yeah. because yeah. I'm Lamar yeah. and I've yeah. sold mm-hmm. a number of albums. So yeah. um, w- is there a check that would have had to be done for them to use that name or could it have just been that they've said, oh, okay, well, let's call ourselves Liberty. Great. And that like the Infinity story. Yeah. Oh, let's just call ourselves Infinity. And then later on, they've just mm. found that out or would there, would there have been a search that they could have done or should have done or would have done to find out if anyone else was also using that? Okay, so I wrote them several letters to basically let them know that it was an infringement of our, you know, intellectual property. Okay. You know, so I actually didn't hear any response from them, I think from about my first two or three letters. I think it was only probably letter four or letter five now when I got to the point where I had to put them on legal notice. When you put someone on legal notice, you have to kind of let them know your particulars of claim. What do you want? And any kind of relevant evidence, etc. Effectively, you're preparing to litigate. For people who aren't legal, that's, yeah. you're preparing to sue? Yes. Okay. But you're giving them an opportunity to, to say, okay, let's get into the ballpark to, to kind of arbitrate and talk about this. To answer your question... There was a governing body at the time known as the International Band Register. Now, the International Band Register was the most recognised database for names, trading names of bands and, and artists at that time. Any label, be Interscope, Universal, whoever, if they had a new artist, they were registered on this band register. Okay. So I decided to to put a call in to the then owner of this business and I spoke with him and gave him a brief kind of outline of what had happened. And he not shut me down, but it was, no, no, this is a waste of time. Your, your best bet is to just leave this alone, let them... But you can't really leave that yeah, alone because yeah. you're actually working under that name. So you can't leave yeah. that alone, can you? But, you know, so just, just uh, you'd be best to just, just move on, you know. Trying to go down this road legally will be a like, commercial suicide. And you can form a new band, start, you know, choose a new name and continue your career. No, that's... The, it's, like, it's not that straightforward. That's like saying, okay, I'm Lamar. Now I'm Barry. <laughs> and uh, uh, and that's it. That's what I'm going to be from now on. It kind of doesn't work. So he yeah. just used his pin and just popped my balloon. And yeah. <laughs> I guess for you also, um, coming from where you've come from, mm. you know, rehearsals once a week. Yeah. D- d- 
using unemployment benefit and yeah. trying to figure out how to move forward and you're finally getting yeah. something your name is everything really that's right of course because that's the exactly. only thing that yeah. that's what all your money's based on that's, that's what right. your your value is based on that's you know? correct who's at the show tonight it's mm -hmm. liberty that's right you know the yeah. value's in the name that's yeah. right value's in the name yeah so i got to the point where had you done that before no, never litigated in so, my life. So then isn't that's a, that would seem like a big mountain to climb then, right? Oh, absolutely epic journey. Wow. I had to start basically preparing what they call court bundles of witness statements. So you didn't go to get a lawyer? Well, I went to see about 10 top music law firms. Music law firms? Yeah, you know, okay. I, I don't need to mention names, but you know, there's there's a magic circle of law firms that there's a handful that yeah. are, are, are extremely oh, good at what they do. That's yeah. right. So, so I, I did I did the rounds, and I went to about ten of them. Ten, yes, including um, musicians' union. Okay. Right. So the basic gist of what I got from all of them was the merits of your case are good, but the chances of your claim being successful are very unlikely because of who your opponents are right. so your opponents basically have more money than you your so opponents. so and, you're not gonna uh, win. and they were represented by what was known as one of the most feared you know law firms that have never ever lost a litigation never ever no oh um, no i mean it's one of the best that money can buy, you know. I mean, you know, Robbie was with them at the time. I know Elton okay. was with them at the time. All right. Oh, they're big. They looked after Princess Di. You know, it was like... Huge. It was... Thank you. So I got to the point of thinking, no, 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 no. I can't just, right, just leave. This is a big chunk of my life. I just cannot walk away from this. Do you so, know what's surprising in that, though? Like, that, the, the golden circle of lawyers, like, as you put it, mm. they said change your name the reason i i think that's pretty um i'm taken aback by that is because they would definitely know yeah. that the value is in the name that's right yeah because that's all you work for your reputation for them to say mm. don't it, it, that's that's pretty you see, uh you see, what you have to remember shocking. is lawyers think in a very different way to the layman they know when it comes to any kind of litigation you have to build a case and in my particular scenario i would have to build a case around passing off when you say passing off passing off is basically someone else taking on your likeness causing confusion in the marketplace i see oh passing off something yeah, else is, as, as being someone correct. else okay sure I, I had to build a case around reputation residual goodwill yeah and loss hold on what's residual goodwill when all of this actually kicked off, yeah. my band were not actually active performing in, as far as far as performing live at that time. We yeah. were on what was considered a, a break. break. Okay, but the residual goodwill from people over the years that still play our music or remember us or what has transpired in our individual careers from the basis of us being in this band. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. We, we got to the point where I had to to think about going this alone because they didn't want to get into any dialogue. They continued with their campaign and all the rest of it. I oh, thought, so meanwhile, your name was getting used, yeah, period. Yeah. So, Ouch. I mean, you know, and by then, I That's think- rubbing salt in the wound, isn't it? And I think they were getting prepared, getting ready to prepare for their 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 new, their first release. Oh, and, and once I, that comes out with that money and that push, suddenly oh. you're going to seem like you're stealing their name. That's Ouch. correct. Not stealing. So, uh, well, I guess initially prior to that, yes. You wouldn't see it as stealing. Yeah. Once you've got in contact and yeah. there's not, then it becomes yeah. a bit harmful. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All I know is, you know, I have had a career yeah. under yeah. this name trading yeah. commercially. Yeah. So I then went back to the international band register at the time and said, they really are trying to, to snuff out our career here. You know, if, yeah. if this continue. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I told you before, blah, 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 blah. The lawyers, that is. No, this is the international band register. Oh, sorry, the band register, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it was only on the third time when I called him, he was starting 
to get very frustrated with me. Ooh. And then he went, just go away, Kevin, just go away. You can't win. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> that was the tone. And then, it, oh, um, wow. and then I heard some papers fumbling and he goes, look, 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 I have here, for your information, this band called Liberty, they have sold X amount in this territory. And I have another band called Liberty again, who've sold, this is the name of the title. Same name as... Yeah, yeah, and they've sold X amount in this territory. And we have another band called uh, Liberty. Liberty again, and they have sold more than the other two put together. So really and truthfully, you don't stand any chance in hell of pursuing this litigation and having a successful outcome. Oh. And I was like... Oh, and that's three yeah. other liberties in other territories. So I phoned. I said, oh, okay, all right. I said, but Peter, um, you know those other songs you just mentioned? Yes. Um, they're actually my songs. Oh, my God. Uh, papers fumbling. <laughs> but uh, 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 what are you doing in the next two hours? We, <laughs> we need to meet today oh wow we, no, this is serious this is oh my this is this is enormous we need to meet like now you know wow so, so he turned once he realized things have been sold in various territories he realized that those other listings okay. are all you are all me they're all my registrations it changed the perspective of everything did the did the other the you know the golden ring of lawyers yeah. did they know that or they did. They probably didn't know that. Probably either. didn't know that. They were just looking at knowing how the logistics of any kind of small man taking on any kind of big corporation. Yeah, they it's know not going to end know, well. Probably, it never usually ends well, and it usually gets snuffed out within the first week, two weeks. I call end of case. Money talks, people. Money talks. But what I realised is with this with this band register thing, I think he was getting ready to retire and potentially sell on the business. So now if I am going through this particular scenario and I'm on his database and, you know, we don't have a successful outcome. Then it damages his reputation. And okay. then the, the value of that selling on that company then says even being on this database does not protect you. It yes. was like, so he got very heavily involved as far as me collating um witness statements from very high profile in the, the music business. So people gave witness to say, because I was, we know of Liberty. Because I know. was preparing for trial now. So I had to give V2 Asylum a deadline. If you do not stop promoting this other band. By a certain using, date. By a certain date, such and such a time, six o'clock in the evening on such and such a date, you will now be subject to listing all of the bullet points of my oh. particulars of claims. You don't know whether someone is going to stop promoting. So you, so you have to execute as if yeah. they weren't going to stop. I had to prepare. Um, I have no counsel. I have no lawyer. I have no barrister or none of that. I was very fortunate in the fact that I had a very lovely woman in my life. Okay who had very good legal understanding of court papers and bundles and how they're put together, you know, how to put the right header on the, the Judy paper and okay. all the rest of it. So it was her and a very good friend of mine as well. They helped me put, put together all, the case. Yes, and they were going with me around to the individual people's houses that were prepared to write me witness statements. And a witness statement would be to say that they've seen you perform live, they've bought your record, that you are who you say to you are. To verify who I am. You know, residual goodwill. Okay. Solidifying my reputation. Yeah. You know, so those people, we went round to their individual houses. As people would be speaking, they would, would go with the laptop and the mobile printer. They would be typing up their <laughs> statements. Mobile printer. Yeah, type, typing up their statements on the spot, getting them to sign it. So basically, after I'd finished going round to all of the, the people that were prepared to write me witness statements, one bundle amounted to about actually about 400 pages. 400? Yes, of evidence. 
So you've got a chance. State, state <laughs> statements, magazine covers we'd been on, wow. ticket sales, everything to do with the trading of the band and who, who we are. So as I said, I had to prepare for going through this process of litigation. Yeah. 10 to 6 in the evening on this deadline and had heard nothing from them. So by now to six. we were on our way to, to Mayfair or wherever the record label was at the time. Part of you must have felt though, please just give in because I yeah. haven't got the money to go yeah, past this six right. o'clock. Please that's just right. say that you're going to leave the name alone. Yeah. So the deadline had come because I decided to litigate not just against the label, I decided to sue each individual band member. Oh. See, I know, I obviously I've come across Liberty because I know what's happened. Obviously, they added the X, right? Yeah. So Liberty X. So I've, uh, well, I know some of the members, they're nice. And um, at that stage, would the, would the deciding of the legal side of keeping, choosing, changing a name, do you reckon that would have laid with them or the record company being stubborn or the management being stubborn? Probably a, um, a combination of all of the above because yeah. up until that point, the yeah. story hadn't broken yet. So this is all behind the scenes. Yeah, this okay. is all behind the scenes. Yeah. So I was communicating with basically their head of business affairs. Yeah. I had no direct contact with them. I had no idea about their thoughts. Yeah. It was just... Yeah, you know, so you just have to yeah. sue. You're just suing across the board. Someone yeah. needs to lose this name. Yeah. All right. So now five band members. Yeah. And each band member had to get their own bundle. And then there was one for the label. So there's wow. me like with my helpers going into V2 that evening, putting all these bundles down on the desk in front of the security guy and ready for them all on Monday morning. It must have felt good though. Like not, not good. I scared because you want it just to not to go ahead. But at the yeah. same time, you must have felt a bit like, this is 400 pages here. You'd Surely think. like uh, this is, this is mine, right? You'd, you'd think. Yeah, but you'd the think. fear, the fear hadn't really kicked in yet. <laughs> this is all just driven by emotion and I wouldn't even say anger, just you know, frustration, frustration that yeah. this was even happening. Yeah. So after I left the label that evening, I headed straight down into Holborn to the High Courts of Justice, where I had to then lodge my claim. Now, when you go into the High Courts of Justice to, to, to lodge a claim, you, you get a lot of press and reporters and people kind of congregate in the mind. Oh, because they want to know what's going on. Yeah, so they can look on what is called the daily cause sheet. And that daily cause sheet basically tells them who's suing who, what's potentially going to be heard. Okay. And then, randomly, I started getting calls. Is it true that you're um, suing so-and-so? I'm like, who is this? How did you get my number? Is it true? I what? always find that like the press, I don't know yeah. how they do it. They can get your details I'm like, like in a heartbeat. I said, how do you know what's going on? So I'll take that as a yes then. So so that means they've got, they have access to what you've brought in. But oh. that, well, they can see if there's been a submission for a case to be heard. Okay, so they can see who versus who. Yeah, that's what I get it. So-and-so versus who. So basically the first hearing now, there's different parts of the, the high court. I saw the first judge and he, it got given the green light to, to go further. Okay. So they've looked at your claim yeah. and they've looked at uh, Vita's response. Yeah. And they've said, there's a case to be argued. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, but the point is now, I am in this on my own, litigant in person. Okay. You see? Solo. Just, just riding solo, well, trying to take on the world. Yeah, and on the actual official documents, it was my surname, Sutherland and others versus okay. Sutherland and others versus V2. Who are the others? Meaning your legal uh, team, your my, band no, members? No, no, my band members. Okay, your band members. Yeah, okay. You know, and right. a lot of those law firms that I went to initially, a couple of them actually said to me that I could end up owing them within the region of 1.3, 1.4. A minimum. What? After costs and everything. If this, after costs? Yeah, if this, if this goes wrong. 1.4 yeah, million. With this, if this goes wrong, that's what I'll, I could easily end up owing them. <laughs> <laughs> I 
your heart must have been Under beating. Under pressure. Yes. And you still went for it. Well, do you know, if you, like you said, if you, you printed the 400 pages, so you're thinking, <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, I got to get back my, my cost for the A4 yeah. paper, let alone the. So it became, that's when I think the real kind of stress level started to, 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 to escalate. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, litigation is, is a series of hearings leading up to a trial. What happens is why the small man never usually gets through that process is because they never get through the hearings. If there are cost orders against you during those hearings... What's a cost order? For example, the very first hearing, um, I brought V2 into court to, to, to answer certain things... Related to, to the name. Related to the name, the, the case and everything, which they had to prepare for. Well, effectively, I lost that first hearing because I did not know what I was doing. I was out of my depth. I lost <laughs> that first hearing. Yeah. And to prepare for every hearing costs money. And they had a legal team of people. So I think it was up to about £10,000 for, for that first hearing. Ten grand. Yeah, I lost 10 grand. You have to pay those cost orders within a certain time period, like two weeks. Ah. Uh, Unless you can pay that. That's how they kill people in court, you know. Correct. Now you're starting to see how... You lose a round, you pay. Now you so see why the You better win man, some rounds. Mm-hmm. Small man can't keep up. That's why the small man never litigates against, you know, the big corporations. So we, you know, got through that and I think we lost about another three hearings. So we're... How, okay, so how were you funding that then? Because three that's, hearings, that's like, whoa. Help. help okay. Me. Just help. And even that, like you're asking someone, but you're thinking, God, I hope I can pay you back. Because yeah, yeah. if it all goes up yeah. and on top of this is a 1.4 yeah. at the end, yeah. how do I pay you back? Yeah. It's just like there was a lot of people who believed in my journey. Well, they've yeah. seen your, yeah. you've seen you operate under that yeah. name. So, yeah. so it's become like, it's out there now. This has become a very public case yeah the funny thing is i remember after one of those hearings yeah you know i was reading every night i was studying intellectual property and as i said my then partner and my very very good friend um evelyn they were by my side the whole time helping me keep the paperwork together and emotionally they kept me together the two of them yeah you know that's the thing there's always uh facets to there's always layers to this yeah. stuff there's legally what's going on but yeah. obviously emotionally there's a, there's a whole right. other thing oh, yeah and the pressures that puts on it, your own life it was extremely heavy yeah. so now after one particular hearing when this started to click to me that this is just a game of words and chess amongst legal people I won cost orders against them. Nice. So now, outside... I hope that, I hope that was 30 grand's worth. <laughs> to give it back to the people who, who yeah. paid you. But yeah. So outside um, the court, one of their barristers came up to me and shook my hand. Well done. Well done. In there. That was, that, really? That was marvellous. Their, well, their well, barrister. Well, thank you. The opposition. You're correct. Came and said, well done. Well done done in there that was yeah that was marvellous so to them it's like they're playing with pounds they're a couple it's... pennies like oh do you know he won that round oh let's see if we can get the next one get to remember, but for you it's people, your actual life a lot of these people legal people drink and socialise together after yeah. hearings and stuff it's just like it's nothing personal it's just a game of word chess so I started to play the game and I started to gain momentum my then partner um she has a legal background, but she's also a performing singer as well, yeah. doing backing folks. She was actually on a tour in Germany at the time. She was phoning around a lot of law firms trying to find me counsel. Okay. When you say counsel? Representatives. Oh, representatives. Lawyers, okay. barristers. Yeah. yeah. She actually called me and said she's found a Danish law firm based in Clarkenwell who said... Yes, um, we've been following the case very closely. Tell Kevin to come and see us. We'd like to have a chat with him. In the meantime, let me just give you a little side story, slant to this, what was happening. I had totally run out of money. Oh, man. Throwing everything I had at the case. So 
um, I remember speaking to one of my very good friends at the time. He was passing my house saying, how's it going, Kev? It must be really stressful. How are you doing? I said, oh, I'm all right. hanging in there. The, the costs are killing me. You know? I think at this rate, I might have to go and get myself a job. You know, and he was like, I can get you a job. I can get you a job at my place. He delivers fruit and veg for... Um, a very well-known fruit and veg delivery company. He called me that night and said, Kev, yeah, they said you can come in in the morning. Go down there about four o'clock and, you know, have a chat with them and they'll sort you out. Just tell them you're my friend. So I said, all right, cool. What's so, so I'll go down there four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And he laughed. I said, why are you laughing, Steve? He goes, four o'clock after. Four o'clock in the morning, mate. Oh, man. So <laughs> That's I, a shift. Yeah, so I went down there really early in the morning and I spoke with, and it was just a mayhem it was just like that really mayhem. just mayhem because of just guys running around shouting getting their deliveries ready getting their vans and their trucks ready and okay. getting their keys and their routes and their rounds and come on come on we need those trucks out blah blah we need yeah. the vans out blah, actually blah. I remember I, I worked for Parcel Force back in the day for, yeah. for, for a few years well for a year or so and yeah I so know you what you know, mean yeah mayhem in the morning yeah it's just it's full on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I went in there and I introduced myself. Yeah, what's your name, Kev? Yeah, all right. oh yeah, stays by. Yeah, I'll put you out on um, round twenty-two. There's your keys. There's your board. Your pallets over there. You know, and the vehicle's out in the yard. So I'm walking around this yard, just trying to look for this vehicle because they've got all of their different size vans and everything, and their mid-sized vans and the little people carriers and the little cars the car van things. Yeah. You know, so I'm walking up to all of the car van things, pressing the remote control thing. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, why can't I see none of the cars flashing? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then I looked behind me and then I looked up. And then I looked oh, wow. up even further. There's this big old lorry looking at me going, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, there's got to be some mistake here. There must have it's been a big Mack truck. <laughs> oh, so wow. I, I opened the truck, climbed up, and I do mean climbed, climbed. up, wow. and I sat behind the steering wheel. And it's one of those trucks where, you know, three people can sit beside yeah, you. where the seat's got suspension. It's right, there you go. This is someone that's never driven nothing bigger <laughs> than a car before. So I'm suddenly in this big old vehicle, no rear view mirrors. It's just, oh man. You're, you're in a cab. You know, that's that's how you know, like old school, the, the whole health and safety, it was oh, kind of like different. fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, like, yeah, just figure it out. Yeah. Figure, don't hurt yourself and don't hurt anyone, but yeah. figure it out. So I called one of the guys. I said, yo, 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 um, mate, can you help me? Come, come over here. And he came, gave, basically gave me a crash course in... Lorry tried. And then you went out. So I decided to start the truck. And one of my first drops <laughs> on this list. V2. <laughs> yeah. Close, close. <laughs> Top of the pops. <laughs> it, it, that's after the, after oh, when it, had, it had left Wood Lane then. It was now Elstree. Yeah. Remember Elstree? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I've got to go to BBC Elstree to do my first delivery. Oh, man. So I walk in there. You're hoping for, you're wishing for COVID back then, didn't it cover your face? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, oh aren't, aren't you in, um, I, I went and saw you. I think it was the Hippodrome. <laughs> go away. So yeah. I'm walking down the corridors of Top of the Pops now. Yeah. And of course, I bump into people I know. Oh, did but, you? But the thing is like, Kev, oh, how are you doing? What are you up to? Oh, what are you, what are you working on? Oh, yeah. Did you have the glad rags on? No. See, because I didn't have the uniform on. Okay, yet. so they, you could just be there. Right, remember, yeah. I just turned, I just started. So, yep. like, what are, you, what are you working on? Oh, so, 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 who are you here with? And I mentioned the name of the company that delivers the fruit and veg. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Who they, who they signed to? <laughs> they signed to? Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, de I'm, de I'm I'm delivering your fruit and veg today. <laughs> like, then it was the pause. Then it's the silence. Oh, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kev. Oh, Kev. <laughs> oh, Kev, mate. <laughs> oh, but you make it sound 
sound like you died a death. Yeah. Oh, oh Kev. You lost your legs. Oh, I hope you're crying back. It's like, what? It's only I said I'm doing a job. What? It's like, oh man, that is funny. So, so it's like, I, I delivered my fruit and I left very gracefully. <laughs> and yeah. swiftly. Yes. But do you know what? I started to feel a sense of um, empowerment from that experience. Yeah. I didn't let pride get in front exactly. of doing what I needed to do we in order to, to keep some income coming in because it was a very emotional time. And you know, the funny thing is driving this truck down, Yeah, Kate, my partner, yeah. before she found the Danish law firm, she was going through a list of law firms for me to go and visit. So I was multitasking, trying to do these meetings at these law firms while doing my rounds delivering fruit and veg. Wow. So I was relieved when Kate finally told me that, yes, I've found this Danish law firm. They want to take on the case. Was part of you thinking, hold on, I'm now over the harder, not the, I'm not over the harder bit, but I'm in the midst of it, slightly gaining ground. And now is the time gaining you start ground, believing me. But to really go the distance, I knew I was going to need yeah. counsel because as I said, litigation, these were just a series of hearings leading up to what would eventually be a trial. So they, they're trying to make you broke before yeah. you get to the so trial. This is what I needed. I, I knew I was going to need the big guns by the time I got to trial. Okay. So they said, okay, yeah, we like what we've seen. We think you've done amazing. We think the merits of the case are very good. And um, we're going to need to find you some barristers. They said you're going to need two barristers. You're going to need a senior barrister and you're going to need a junior barrister. So we got to that stage where I obviously had to start talking about money now. I said to the Danish lawyer, so how can we, uh, how is this going to be um, paid for, taken care of? I'll put my words of taken care of financially. I'm trying to use my words. And, <laughs> Who's paying for this, basically? And, yeah. And they kind of looked at each other and then they all burst out laughing. <laughs> I'm thinking, what, what did I say? Did oh, I say and then I just kind of felt a tap on my leg as if to say, don't even worry about it. Don't, don't take care of that. So it was only afterwards outside my then lawyer said, if he so-and-so-and-so-and-so QC has taken on your case. He knows you can't afford him. So he's taken on your case contingency fee arrangement, meaning that he will get his money after they win the case. So once you heard that, you must yeah. have thought, you know what, I've, I'm, surely I've won this then. So in a case like that, the loser has to pay all their own fees and they have to pay all of your legal fees as well. Which is why they said to you, you probably owe 1.4 million. That's right, yes. They said your senior barrister will be 5,000 a day and your junior barrister will be 2,500 a day. So where you'd lose a round, you would pay <laughs> seven to 10,000. Mm. These people are seven to 10 a day. And that's not including the law firm's fees as well. The Danish guys. Yes. So with all so the their, so with their fees and everything that they're doing racking up, I was you're probably fifteen to yeah, get in. Wow, a, a day. So I don't just, sue unless you <laughs> unless yeah, you can afford this thing. That's right. They then had to notify the people I was suing to say this is now our counsel and this is our representative. So they must have got a bit worried after that, so thinking when, this so when is they a bit. Saw yeah. who was representing me, knowing yeah. full well up we can't afford them. Yeah. They must have known that they were taking on the case on the basis of knowing that they feel they're going to win. They fully intend to win this thing. So that, you know, the gloves came off then. Or so the, then it got a bit more scrappy. They were more yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got, it got, it turned into a whole different ball game. There were no more handshake, handshakes outside the courtroom no, at that no, point. There was no, no more, oh, good, good, well done. <laughs> the, the guy probably said, well done thinking, you're yeah. going to lose this, but that was a good round. Yeah. But now he's thinking, ah, we could lose this mm. and then we'd be in trouble. And it's mm. not its not a bad mark against their firm, but no firm wants to lose, I guess. So so we've got to remember, this is a band that are being sued at the beginning of their career. But to answer your previous question about prior knowledge, they were starting to do a lot of interviews and things now. Okay. Saying, Who are they anyway? You know, it's our name now. But oh, okay. So you started so, hearing stuff. So okay. it started to become like... Oh, you know, I, and I didn't feel angry at them. I just know that they were just probably getting advised about, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, 
they didn't know we had a history. All they know is, and it must have been. I mean, it must have been frustrating. Now, it turns out that they did contact. They did do the right thing and contact the band register to find out whether this name was being used. Oh, so they did. Okay, and he confirmed to them, yes, it's being used. It's been used, and it's owned by Mr. Sutherland, blah, blah, blah. And he owns the name in these territories. So then really they should have then yeah. approached you and said, look, and it, come to a settlement or right. said, all right, we're going to change the name. Either, and, either. Okay. And he told them that if it's heads towards litigation and he has to give a statement as towards whether he was notified or not, he told them yes. He will have to say that, yeah, he did. They contacted me and I told them. And so. he advised them. Yeah, otherwise it's bad you, for his company. Yeah, so he's got right. to say that. Yeah, right. yeah, We managed to get what was regarded as a, a speedy trial. I guess also once those guys come on, on board, the other guys know costs are going to go yeah. really high. Yeah, yeah, so correct. if they do win, yeah. we need to make this quick now. Right. We can afford uh, yeah. Kevin on his own. Yeah. But once the other guys come in, that's like 15, yeah. 20 grand a day. Yeah. We don't want to do this. So we um, managed to get a speedy trial, I think around the nine month mark. Wow, that is a long time, yeah. Kevin. Sometimes it goes on a lot longer before you get to trial. Then nine months, so yeah. it could be a year. Yeah. So we we, we managed to get what was called a speedy trial at nine months. Although that is including the four or so months that you did on yeah, your own. Your that's own right, so. yeah. yeah. So I remember now, um, when it came to the day for the start of the trial, I was walking up to the high court with my band members. It was just mayhem out there. The news teams, reporters, and I said, oh, gosh, why did we have to get a day when there was another big hearing going on? Yeah. You know, so my band members and I walked across the, the zebra crossing there. And when we got to the other side, all we heard was, there they are. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Not for one minute did we think that they were there for, for you. Yeah, our case. I guess it's the, I guess, no, because it's a label, obviously it was, was it under Richard Branson at the time as well? Yeah, V2. Yeah, so Richard Branson, yeah. V2. So obviously it's high profile just yeah. from that alone. Cameron's like, so how do you feel about what's going on today? You know, do you, are you looking for a successful outcome? And, it's just like, how do you answer this? Because yeah, you don't want to tempt fate. Yeah. So, so we we went in and we had our first day here in, I can't remember how many days in total. But after all of the case had been heard, the judge compiled everything that he needed to hear. The judge took four days. He said uh, he's going to deliberate. For so, four days? Yeah. Are you sure he wasn't just playing golf for two of them? <laughs> <laughs> four days, wow. He said he's going Although to 400 papers just yeah. from your side, aren't yeah. he? Yeah. So, I mean, and by then it had accumulated a lot more. So he took four days to deliberate, you know, whereby we were going to all come back for his verdict. And um, while I'm in the court, I'm sitting there thinking, what on earth is going on? Because all of this legalese talk and jargon, it, it kind of goes over your head a bit, unless you're well versed in certain you know subject matters i remembered after about the first hour or so i saw my phone went off Bzz, friend of mine in cyprus said kev can't believe it you you've done it and i'm like huh so like you know i'm glimpsing at my phone Bzz, my phone bleeps again it's another friend in tenerife well done kev congratulations what my phone keeps buzzing all these people congratulated me from the outside. But you're in the court. Thank you. It was only afterwards I realised that the BBC Reuters news team that were sitting in on the hearing, they're used to hearing the summing up of these kind of cases. And they were hearing certain key words and certain phrases which told them that we'd done enough to win this case. Wow. They were going out reporting to the outside world and it was popping up on internet screens. The first one, a friend of mine from Cyprus, she actually worked for a news station in Cyprus. Okay, so, so she, okay. she was she got it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was coming up Liberty wins victory, Branson loses. You know, it, it was popping okay. up on screen wow. in real time. But we did not know we had done enough to yeah, win. Yeah. When you finally heard it in the courtroom, though, you must that must have been a 
a sight, like, ah. Well, the funny thing, the, the, the judge looked over his glasses at me and said, you do realise, Mr Sutherland, that um, this ruling today will be around a lot longer than you are. I didn't really read into the the weight of what he was actually saying. Yeah. He was basically making a statement. This case, it set a new precedent in, wow. in intellectual property law and will now be studied by people in that field. That's brilliant. Sutherland versus V2 Music. Sutherland and others versus V2 Music. They say nothing good comes easy. I tell you that, they didn't come easy, did it? <laughs> so outside, you know, we were, all the other band were there that day and all the rest of it. So I remember afterwards, I had to give our interviews on the steps of the high court. I actually didn't hear what um, Mr. Branson had said, but I listened to what he said, um, I think on the evening news that night. Okay, so he commented yeah, yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, but so, it wasn't at the actual court. Yeah, so... Okay. It was just very interesting to to reach that point of yep. a sigh of relief. Yeah, yeah. Because it could have been the other, you could have left with a massive bill. But. Oh, but? The judge gave them six weeks to appeal. Ah. Uh, did they appeal? Please say they didn't. I then now could stop my fruit and veg job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because then, so... Do they, he awards damages then, I'm guessing? It's different. When you're suing someone, you have to put your particulars of claims. You can't be suing to stop them using the name and for money as well. It's one or the other. Okay, so right. I was suing to stop, stop them, them using the name. Using so they can't use our intellectual okay. property. Yeah. And if it had been deemed in the industry that I was doing this for money, no, it would be, yeah, it wouldn't come across. All of the heavyweight, and when I say heavyweight people from music stations, newspapers, high-profile artist management, high-profile artists themselves who put themselves on the line to represent us, and some of them even came to the court and sat on the stand as well. Yeah, they may not have. Yeah, it wouldn't have. Wouldn't have resonated yeah, in the same yeah. way. And they realised yeah. that my ruling also affected any other recording name of any other artist. Yeah. It would have said, sent out a signal saying that you can take anyone's name and use this name commercially, even if they've been dormant for a few years. So I managed to stop my, my driving job at the time because I then got offered a tour to go out with another artist at that time. Okay. I think that was kind of one of my first... No... Not wasn't one of my first, but it was another tour away from my band. Okay. When I started to develop my life as a session, working session musician. So I remember I went on tour and six weeks later, when the judge had given them the time frame in, in which to appeal, I was at sound check and I remember looking at the tour manager at the side of the stage and he came to the side of the stage shaking his head. Oh, hold, hold. don't shake your head. It's a whole... <laughs> Please, just nod, oh, don't shake. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's looking at me and he's got this look on his face and I think it was at five to six in the evening. Why is it around six? What's yeah, going on? Right to the cusp. I think an appeal went in and then I looked at the tour manager while I was doing my sound check and I said, what is it? And he goes, I've just, just heard on the evening news, okay, I've just heard on the evening news, they've appealed against you. So it basically went on for another how many other months? And I'm, I'm, another few months? Yeah, I think this was heading for the Supreme then, you know. And it, this but was, hold on, just briefly, what was the, what was the, like, what was the appeal? Like, what to say, what? Like, they don't agree with the decision the judge made. Obviously, they felt they had a right. Because by then, in the beginning, I wanted to injunct them to stop them using the name before their release of their first single. But... Yeah. I didn't get an injunction in in time. So obviously um, now they'd spent money promoting. So they'd have to re so But now, you did but you did you did uh, reach yeah, out to them yeah, prior to that though right, to say course, guys yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think just my case just, just wasn't taken seriously. No one never thought it would get that far. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, they decided to to proceed with the appeal. Oh. So I can't remember how long it went on for after that. But Eventually, I just remember just randomly one day getting a call from my lawyer saying, good news, they've conceded. 
they're going to release a press statement announcing that they've conceded and they're going to be announcing their new name. That's how they became known as Liberty X. Wow. And then obviously after that, all of the the financial wranglings of sorting out cost orders. I was going to say, so after that, and then once they've agreed, then that's one case done. Yeah. Then you have to go back again to say, okay, now you want... Yeah, if you damage just because in that time you've right. just been focusing right. on that. So. so if you were to sue them for whatever damages and all yeah. the rest of it, yeah, you know. But um, to be honest, I wasn't really too interested in that aspect of. Yeah. Uh, I was just happy. Kevin to says that he's got uh, seven new flats and four other apartments. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, you went. You went. It was more the principle. Oh man, you know, it was just yeah. like. You know, okay, as long as I recovered whatever I'd personally put into the case, yeah. you know, you know, I was, you know. And some than... change, please. And some change, please. I, that, was just, that's the, that sounds like, I, I wasn't in it and that sounds very stressful to me. So I'm like, listen, this is what I put in, slightly inflated. And uh, please, can you also take into the fact that I was emotionally yeah. on the cliff before the yeah. end of this, maybe, but yeah. I mean, congratulations on that, though, you know? So, so, but I, I say congratulations, I mean, it's congratulations, mm-hmm. but maybe unfortunate that you had to go through it but i think you know it's like you say the guy came out early before you had your counsel yeah. the guy came out and said oh you know congratulations i'm pretty sure like i'm pretty sure liberty x yeah. the band members etc etc yeah. all's fair in love and war yeah. you well, learn I, lessons afterwards i've run into them many many times after that okay yeah there was only uh, there was only one of them that kind of i think had a bit of the ump okay <laughs> all right yeah yeah. You know? yeah but i've run into them many many times often on a lot of your campaigns actually okay all right yeah, yeah. so i've run into them in green rooms and yeah. backstage areas and you know we've always been civil to each other yeah, and we've yeah. we've had good conversations yeah. and all the rest of it yeah. and um so it's it's they are nice people and i've got no problem with them i'll tell you a funny story you know with liberty one of our first big um, shall I say, outings in the arena world yep. was with Wet Wet Wet. Yeah, yeah, you said it. Yeah. Well, who is the current lead singer of Wet 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 since Marty Pillow left? It's one of the guys from Liberty X. He's now the lead singer with Wet Do you know, Wet. I, I genuinely didn't know that. And I'll tell you another funny story yeah. as well. Because of my, my work as a working session musician, I yeah. can get called to perform anywhere, anywhere yeah. in the world. I remember getting a call from a, a very good friend to say, Kev, um, we've got a wedding to do. A wedding? Um, okay. Okay, okay, all right, cool. The agent said it's a celebrity couple, so they can't reveal who it is. Okay. They can't reveal who it is and they can't reveal the location until the day. You know, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, okay, cool. Are you up for it? And I said, yeah, okay. And they said, all right, learn this song. This will be for their first dance. Yeah. And I believe one of their friends of the bride wants to sing along with you. The day of the actual event, the wedding comes and I arrive and I set up my equipment and I'm there and uh, and then I meet who is looking after us on that day. And I said, so um, today the the clients are the, the England um, cricket captain, Kevin, okay. Kevin Peterson, and he's marrying... It's only one one of the band members. <laughs> it's only, and who wants to sing the duet with us? It's one of the other band members. Oh man! One of the other girls. So no, you've gone completely circle. You're both all singing on stage now. She doesn't know it's me. Okay, yeah, yeah. She yeah. doesn't. Neither one of them know it's me. And yeah, you're just there, ironically, like and, thinking, "Wow, this is so, so crazy." Now, um, the proceedings of the wedding come from another hall into the main room where I'm set up, ready to go with the band. And she comes out now with her now new husband and she's holding him and she's staring at me, looking at me. <laughs> and I'm looking at her. And it's <laughs> so I kind of put up my, my hands and kind of my little hand and I waved. Like, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's if someone could press a pause button to stop time and sound, it just paused for a minute. And the friend that was doing the duet yeah. from the band also was looking at me and she's standing next to me on stage. So it, they realised afterwards. It's like, you could not have rehearsed this. It's just like, 
In what world does this happen? You were meant to be in each other's lives in some capacity, <laughs> in some way. And I'm looking at the two business affairs, people all sitting on the side, and we can all see each other. And <laughs> this surreal incident. It's like the end of a movie. It's like all that you've said yeah. is a movie, and the end is this That's wedding right. scene. One of them Hugh Grant movies. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And wow. it builds up to this big climax of just <laughs> events that you could not have written. This is real. But I must admit, I did speak to the head of business affairs. I had a very good chat with her afterwards. She she said, Kev, do you know what? At the end of the day, you know, you fought your battle, you won. You yeah, know. it's water under the bridge yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it's a misunderstanding. Yeah, we were yeah, able to yeah. settle it legally. Yeah. No one was harmed. Yeah. You haven't gone bankrupt That's or lost right. everything that you That's owned. Correct. So, you know, yeah. we, we're, we're moving forward. That's yeah. right, you know. So some very funny coincidences along the way. Wow. You know, but so that that was one little snippet of one one area of my life. But liberty is alive and well in the sense that we have recorded some new body of work that is ready to go. And the strange thing is, we actually did a photo shoot. Okay, just at the end of December, beginning of January, with anticipation. Twenty nineteen, yeah, yes, with a view to releasing some of this new material. But then this little. Not little, this very big scenario that we currently find ourselves this, this in. This whole COVID-19. Yeah, as 2020 kind of has been a pretty a everything. crazy yes. year, right? Mm-hmm. The music industry, I don't even know. What do you think? Do you think the music industry will recover from what's in? And also, well, it will in some on some level, but what changes do you think will happen? A very good friend of mine now departed a very well-known guitarist very well established on the scene he was one of those real techie geek guys was into his computers and technology i remember him saying to me oh kev i can see where this is going you know you best you best get some other skills under your belt you best retrain because i can see where this is going you're you know they're gonna have no need for us soon they're gonna have holograms on stage all of our holograms already started right he said this to me in the 90s, you, you, you know, they're going to have no need for us. They're going, they're going to be able to replicate people on stage. They won't They won't need us. So I advise you to get ahead now and start retraining and all the rest of it. But I thought about what he said and I said, you know what? Even if you go to a concert and you are in front of the biggest screen that they can physically put together. Yeah. It's still not human. You cannot down load that experience the live experience there is something about the human nature that what you get from another human being performing in front of you in the flesh that organic performance and what they get because no two concerts as you will know are the same you feed off every audience you cannot download that live experience that people take away those memories that will last them a lifetime so I would think even though it looks bad for us at the moment, and um, there's a lot of these online performances taking place from people's homes, I think you cannot keep people away from what they will. It's, they, they need it. It's yeah. like food. Do you know what? I think it's like being in, in, say, London for us or wherever your place of work is, and you go to work and you get into a kind of a cycle mm-hmm. and you think that's the norm. And then you go on holiday and you like sit on the beach in front of the sea. Yeah. There's that, that feeling it's like a it's, it's a feeling it's not even yeah. it's not just the sun or it's the feeling of nature for me that's the feeling that you get when you hear a live instrument yes. or a live vocal or live it's it's more than even the words it's like a, a resonance that you you feel so i don't think that's downloadable no. at all well the answer to that is why do people don't just stay at home and listen to the cds even if you take the, put the CD on or the MP3 or whatever and you turn it up as loud as you can in your it's house. It's not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah. So so you think after this, it will go back to normal. I do think meet and greets might change. <laughs> meet and greets from a behind a perspex glass yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's that, the, the fear is, it, well, that exactly. It's that word fear. There's that psychological kind of imprint now in people's minds similar to like if you have like you could have a 14 hand horse in a pasture with a two foot high fence the horse 
won't jump that fence. It's, it's been conditioned to stay within that yeah, pasture. Yeah, yeah. We have a similar scenario in the sense whereby uh, the government can say, all right, it's now safe to go to concerts again. Um, zero social distancing. You can hug whoever you want, blah, blah, blah. I think people now have just got that. It's in their mind for now, isn't now. it? It's yeah. going to be, there's definitely going to be a hesitance. Yes. You know, I think lifting the whole social distancing thing is one thing, but actually it returning fully back to normal. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Kevin's been a really good talk. I think I'm going to have to have a few more of these with you because I haven't even... Gone. We'll talk about my cake-making business. Your cake... <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually believe you. There's probably a cake-making business somewhere behind something. I'm telling you. But yeah, no, no. Thank you for, for jumping on and having a chat. Thank you for not only today. Thank yeah. you for the many years... Oh, man. ...of, you know, having my back... Standard. And as a friend as well, because to be able to say someone is a friend and not just a work colleague is a is a very precious thing to cherish in this business. So I give thanks for you and may the good Lord continue to increase you in all of your journey too. And I hope Thank I you. can assist you wherever. Most definitely. Possible. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. Yes. Ditto. Vice versa. I love that word, ditto. Ditto, exactly. We're going to do the elbow thing because of COVID-19. There you go. We're doing the elbow from a distance. All right. Cool. Thank you so, so much for listening today. Uh, Can you imagine what it would mean for artists and musicians if you hadn't won that case? crazy that's history right there if you like today's show please do subscribe and if you can take a moment to rate this podcast on itunes it really does make a huge difference i appreciate you and your time if you've got any questions or suggestions for the show or for me myself feel free to email me it's lamar at the lamar show.com that's uh, lamar l-e-m-a-r at the lamar show.com if you're an artist or a musician or you just need advice please do feel free until next week my good friends i'm out.